Hi there, this is Tinkerbell, Silent Victims of Crime, a program for children of prisoners. Let's introduce the program today. SVC! The place to be. <laughs> so, we have gotten together today so we can start our first podcast on where are the children. Where are the children? These are the children of prisoners. Where are they? Let's find out how and what happens to children of prisoners. I can give you some statistics. Two million prisoners in prison today in the United States. 2.7 million children are the children of these prisoners. And their route is very clear to the world. That is, 70% of the children of prisoners go to prison. Is that a statistic that we want to live with? Is that how we want our world to be? By the way, in Miami, date alone, there are 15,000 children who are children of prisoners, and they're 70% more likely to go to prison. These are some staggering statistics. Thank you, Tinkerbell, so much. And, you know, th that's what we're here for. We are here in the service industry to help alleviate an issue that has plagued our country for far too long. And it's been shown and proven as statistics have shown and, of course, by people like Tinkerbell in the community showing that just a little time, effort and love can change the trajectory of these lives for the better. That is like amazing words. I would like you to know who all three of us are. I'd like to introduce first Wesley Saunders. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? Wes Saunders here, like Tinkerbell said former NFL veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Indianapolis Colts, here to do a little bit of everything with the SVC Foundation. I like to think of myself as a jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the last five years with Silent Victims of Crime. We're just getting started. The neighborhood hero. That's oh, what we say. Well, thank you. If I'm the neighborhood hero, then who are you, Miss Media Joy? Shiro. Ah, yes. <laughs> My name is Media Joy. I am a transformational coach, a healing arts coach, and an artist. And more than anything, I'm very, very passionate about creating safe spaces, specifically for children of incarcerated parents. And I was born in Poland in 1945. You make the math. And you will find out that I was a child of a Holocaust survivor. And I was a Holocaust survivor because I lived in a camp for five years. It's called Displaced People Camps. That was the Holocaust. And many, many children died in the Holocaust. So we don't have to ask where they are. And so many children were born into slavery. We don't have to ask what happened to them. But we know where the children of prisoners are. So it is our role. It is our life decision to work with these children to make sure that they don't end up in the same place as the parents. The parents made a mistake, but the children are paying the price. So let's get involved. Let's find out what happens to children of prisoners if they don't get any support or if they do get support. That's lovely. We appreciate everything that you do, Tinkerbell. And of course, your own upbringing has put into your heart such an invested interest in a matter such as this, right? Everybody's not going around doing this. And so tell us how, how you got started with the foundation years ago. Well, you know, basically my dreams, or I should call them nightmares, are of when I lived in the camp. But when I moved to the United States, I decided to have a career, which is work with prisoners and returning citizens. So what is exactly does that mean? I worked with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of New York for 12 years with the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency. And every time we would make an arrest, I would ask them, where are your children? We're going back to the 1970s. That's going back a really long way. And they said, I don't know. I don't know where my kids are. So I started investigating the issue of children of prisoners 
way back and started looking at the possibilities of what happens to them and their careers or their careers of prison or their careers choosing colleges and create businesses and found out that that wasn't the case. The case was 70% of them were going to prison. And you know how I found out? It wasn't through internet, because in 1970s, there was no internet. I had, right, think about that. You guys are very young, like really babies, 30 and 39 and 40. I mean, this is babies to me, certainly. I had to go to Washington, D.C., to the Library of Congress to find out if there was even any study done on children prisoners. Zero, zero. I started writing to Congress right many, many years ago and saying, where are the children? What happens to the children? You know now, and you too, media, because you've both been working with these children for the last five years. Let's talk a little bit about what makes them change the direction. What a powerful question. And if anything that we're talking about here today resonates with you guys, please visit us on our website, silentvictimsofcrime.org. Hit that donate button or come and volunteer with us or just give us a call at the office to see how you can contribute to what we are talking about today. Our office number is 305-482-3339. www silentvictimsofcrime.org. Please volunteer or donate. We love it. We love to have you guys. And of course, you know, come with come with love. That's all we ask you to do. You know, that's what that's what we interject into this foundation, because that's the most important thing that you can ever come with uh, when you're starting anything, whether that be a business, whether that be a family. And that's what we are here at SVC and his family. And of course, uh, it's unfortunate that the staggering statistics that are out there for these children and for the possibility of them entering the penal system. Right. We know that the numbers show us that one out of nine black and brown children may enter the penal system behind a parent of theirs as opposed to what one in 57 one in 57 for other races and of course that's a big number and when you're talking about the numbers don't lie and so we are here to try to find out and alleviate that issue right how can we interject and make that go away and, and provide a new trajectory for these children that may lead to college and may lead to entrepreneurship and them finding their creative path in this world that's why this podcast is called where are the children? What happens to children if there's no intervention and all they see is a parent disappear overnight and the next day they have to show up in school and do the homework and find their books and pass tests? It's the last thing on their mind when a parent gets arrested, especially in so many of the cases that I've known personally, they were arrested right in front of them. The parents were arrested and handcuffed and dragged out by police or FBI or CIA right in front of them. And if they weren't right there, the police never asked, do you know where your child is? Do you have any children? And if you do, do you know if they're safe? Because then we can create a law that protects these children forever. Right now it doesn't exist. Parents get arrested right in front of the children or with the children in the back room listening to the entire commotion. And that's part of what starts them into a life of crime. You know, we call that Tinkerbell, these new, this new age, they call that trauma. Trauma. So that trauma is hitting these children and no one is there to alleviate. There's no therapist waiting to talk to them about it. There's no counselor waiting to figure out how they were affected by the situation. As of course, you know, we've already seen that can lead to a detrimental path. So, you know, th this work that we're doing can't be 
understated, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the trajectory of their lives. We are speaking of prison reform, not prison elimination. There's a whole difference between prison reform, which means changing the way the prisons operate today and how children enter into that mix in eliminating prisons. We're not saying that that's the only solution, but let's explore the potentials. And I think, you know, going back to trauma, right? I think so many of us don't understand that trauma is passed on from generation to generation. The science of epigenetics clearly states that what trauma is unhealed will be passed on to the next generation. So I believe truly part of our work here today is creating spaces where we can help heal the trauma of parental separation. And, you know, one of the most staggering statistics for me was that the likelihood of somebody getting a college degree once your mother is incarcerated is 2%. That just immediately shows you that if your mom goes into prison, you really, you are going against all odds because this is what the current statistics look like and this is what the current systems look like, right? So what we're trying to do here today is create new ways of healing, new ways of empowering our children, a new brighter future, as Tinkerbell said the other day. How can we create a brighter future for our children? I hate to correct you there, media, but we're not trying. We're doing it. We're doing right? it. There You're is, right. there you is no trying. It's a do. I, I know we're all on the same team. I understand that we're all on the same team, but sometimes we have to speak life into each other, into our situation. That's what it's all about. We speak life into the children. We speak life into what we're doing and into our mission. And we know, of course, you know, spiritually speaking, that the power of the tongue is powerful. And so how we're speaking to each other, how we're speaking to the kids and letting them know that they are greater than the circumstances that surround them. They are greater than what their parents made, the mistakes they've made, and that they have an opportunity to uplift themselves, the turmoil of poverty or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, I've been so feeling to see the power that we all have of just being there and being a beacon of support for these children, especially you, Tinkerbell. Oh, guys, you know, the three of us getting together is a miracle. The fact that we moved to Miami from wherever place we come from and that we meet each other is one miracle. The fact that we hang out with each other and hug and kiss like brothers and sisters is another miracle. The fact that we have created a common cause amongst the three of us with the different lives that we've led and the different age groups that we are mm -hmm. and the different lifestyles that we've led and that we love each other with such fervor is only a role model for our children. Our children are growing up as a family because it's a lifelong program. It's not where you come in and you spend six months and then you're gone and then the next number comes in. It's not about numbers, but it's about caring for the children to make a difference. Let Media and Wes tell you a little bit about the programs that we do because you're probably interested in how do you make a life difference in these children by just speaking about it? And I think, you know, if you are just like me, you might be wanting to give and wanting to contribute and wanting to create an impact, but you might not know where to start because I've been there myself five years ago exactly before I met Tinkerbell and the children. I remember feeling that I wanted to start giving back. I wanted to impact the world in a positive way. And I honestly did not know where to go. And it turned out to be a little bit harder to volunteer than I thought. And I just remember Googling different organizations and calling and volunteering was not that easy. I did not realize that. 
And so when I met Tinkerbell and the children, I think one of the most unique things about SBC is that there is a whole volunteering program that we get to be part of. And by entering this program, you get to meet some of the most incredible, amazing children that are now my family. (laughs) I can't describe them in any other way. (laughs) Literally opened up my heart and uh, yep, they're stuck with me for the rest of their lives. (laughs) That's amazing, Media, and uh, shout out to you for Thank even, you. you know, reaching out and finding this this beautiful organization, which is based around the five circles of support, right? The, the methodology that we use that involves, one, youth empowerment programs. We also have parental programs because, you know, we have to get the parents involved and, you know, there's a system that is involved in becoming a family again, and the family dynamic has to be uh, reclaimed. We also have caregiver support, oftentimes. The children, people who are taking care of the children are not the immediate parents of these youngsters. And so, you know, sometimes they need help and support as well. Also, there's a community collaboration aspect, getting the community involved, letting others see what we're doing and making it accessible for them to come and provide their gifts, whatever they can offer for us. And lastly, mentoring and peer support helping each other. As you can see, this is a family dynamic and the age old adage of it takes a village to raise a child is so true. And we make it come to life here with one another because we all depend on one another. Well, before we close this off, I took Diana Venturini, who is the was the development officer for uh, Miami-Dade schools and worked with 350,000 children and will be one of our speakers in the future. But I took it to South Carolina where our program started before we went to Miami. And there she saw the returning citizens, the parents that already came back from prison because we started all this. Think about it. We started all this in 1996 officially, although we started in 86 unofficially looking for the children. So now South Carolina is the greatest example of three generations that were there. Over 100 people were there at our event in South Carolina last week. And the parents returning from prison were there. The caregivers that raised these kids were there. Our children, who were five when we first got them, are now in their 20s and have their own children were there. And their children, who are now in our program, were there. And we had to change the name of the program in South Carolina to We Stand for Kids because silent victims of crime does not apply to them. Their parents are not in prison. Mm. Wow. That is what you call generational proof right there. You know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. You know, so that's lovely to see. And, of course, uh, go Gamecocks, right? I had, before all of this, before we even met up with Tinkerbell, little did I know that the foundation was originally started in South Carolina, right up the road from where I went to school at the University of South Carolina. So every there's no such thing as coincidences. No. We were all brought into each other's lives for a reason. Uh, we were introduced to these children for a reason. And now it's, a, it's for us to walk in that purpose and serve a higher purpose than just us. Hey guys, I am four foot ten and three quarters. Wes is I am six foot seven and zero quarters. You're right in the middle, but the contrast between Tinkerbell and myself couldn't be more great. And I think that adds to the beauty of this entire program. You know, it's not your typical anything and that's what makes it the best, right? And I think it's important to highlight, you know, when Tinkerbell says we started, we, 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 and it is like Wesley mentioned, it does take a village to create this impact. However, when Tinkerbell started, I have 
have to highlight this. This was just one person, just like you and I, sitting at home and having this burning sensation in the hearts of wanting to do something that was right, that was creating something that had not yet been created. And I want to highlight that because I think so many times we don't always believe in our own power. And here you believed in the power of making an impact. And look, all the lives you impacted. I always get so fascinated every time you tell us the story of South Carolina, how you went to the schools and started just asking the principal and the teachers, do you have any children here whose parents are incarcerated? And that story to me is just a true testament that if there is something in your heart that right now wants to be born, follow that calling because Tinkerbell did that and look at how many lives have been impacted by her following her heart. Well, we started in 1996 and we are now in 2023. And these children are now growing up to be these amazing, amazing samples of society who give back to society. It's unbelievable to watch them and their children, these little kids come running over to us and say, Tinkerbell, can I go to college too? Can I go to college too? They're talking about college at five years old. They're talking at college at seven years old because their parents went, they finished high school, they have jobs, they have homes. They're carrying on with the tradition that wealthy white Americans have had all their lives. Now they have a shot. They have a shot at thinking that life is not about crime, that life is about helping others once you are okay. So please remember everyone that if you're not okay, you can't help anyone. But if you're okay, send some along our way. Hey. There you go. We so, love it. We love yes. it. If you want to join us, please, yes. please visit the website. Like we said, asylumvictimsofcrime.org. We would love to have you. The more, the merrier. You will not regret it. I promise you, your life will be changed for the better once you get around these kids, excuse me, the children. And you are around us as well. And you can see how much love is spread around between us. And uh, yeah, we just getting started. Yes. <laughs> and add us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening. Thank you for loving us and for loving program that is called Where Are the Children? Be part of us. Tune in next month again. Love you all. That's a wrap. Love you guys. Love you. Till next time.